You are listening to the Marriage Mindset Podcast with Heather Flake, episode number 50, Caring for Your Mental Health. Marriage isn't easy, but it's not supposed to be. Oftentimes, we make it so much harder because of the stories we tell ourselves. But Marriage Mindset will give you tools and perspective shifts to create a more peaceful, connected, and joyful marriage. You ready? Let's go. Hello, my friends. Hi. Oh my goodness. Life is just so crazy, but I I love being a human. I love being alive. The last couple months of my life have been so interesting. And we've just had a few things going on that I have chosen to make more of a priority and that are important to me. And they've taken kind of a front row seat in my life. And so other things like this podcast have kind of fallen to more of the back of the boat and that's totally fine, but I'm happy to be here today and wanted to share a couple things with you. This isn't super cohesive. I don't know if it's going to change your life. Really, it's just kind of a lot of rambling for me today, but something I've been thinking about a lot lately, and I always think, I mean, think about it all year, but September is Suicide Awareness Month, and this September will be five years that we lost my brother-in-law, my husband's brother, to death by suicide. And so I always think, obviously, when September rolls around, there's a lot of um, feelings and things that my family and I, and it's different for all of us, obviously, but I always just tend to think so much about this topic around this time of year just because, unfortunately, it's so easy to recall the memories and the horror and kind of, there's not really words for it, just, yeah, horror is a good word of kind of the events and the things that happened that that September five years ago. But something too that kind of ties into this is, and this is going to seem off the topic, but it ties in. So Louis Capaldi, do you know him? Little background, I'm a big music person. I love music. In fact, Devin and I always crack up. So Devin and I went to high school together. We grew up in the same town. Devin moved to Snowflake when he was eight or nine, I think. And so we went to junior high together and high school together. And we were friends. We weren't best friends. We did definitely did not date. However, we did go to homecoming one year. We were just friends. And his mom was our choir teacher. And we were in choir all through high school. And we did plays together. And music is something that both of us are just super obsessed with. We have pretty different music taste. But we love music. Music is a big part of our life and our family, and it's just fun. But when Devin and I were engaged, <laughs> there was so many people. We come from a small town, and there was so many people in our town that were just like, oh, my gosh, you guys are going to have the most musical babies. And Devin and I just thought that was so funny. We're like, yep, that's why we're getting married, so that we can produce offspring that's musical. LOL. So funny. So Louis Capaldi is an insane musician. Like, I love him. I love his music so so much. But what you need to know about Louis Capaldi, he is not a get in your car, go on a road trip, I'm going to pick up the kids, I'll throw on some Louis Capaldi. No. Louis Capaldi is a vibe. Like I only listen to Louis when I am in like intense emotional turmoil or I'm trying to process some sadness. Louis comes through for me at very, very necessary times, but specific times. I don't just listen to him. It's it's not necessarily feel-good music. It's very like cathartic, 
powerful music that you can only listen to when you're in a certain state. At least that's how it is for me. So I was dying because Monday was a very interesting day and I felt a lot of emotion and Devin and I were talking about some things that were going on and I was really emotional and I was talking to him a lot of about a lot of things that I just I didn't understand and I was so sad about and yada yada yada. So the next day on Tuesday, I get up, it's a new day, I'm dressed, I had done some coaching that morning, and then in the afternoon, I was cleaning my bedroom, and I was dusting. And I just, I don't dust, okay? I don't like it, I forget to do it, I just, I hate dusting. I think I'm a really good housekeeper, I keep a very clean house, I like to clean, but I don't dust. So yesterday, I was dusting. But it really, it was by default. I was vacuuming and I hit my bookshelf and one of my picture frames came down. One of those boards, I don't know what they're called. You know those boards that everyone has with the letters in? It's a literal pain in the arse to put the letters in. Yeah, that thing fell off and my letters went everywhere. So when it came down and I put it back up, I was like, oh, mercy, this bookshelf is full of dust. So I was like, well, I better dust it. So I was dusting and I, so before this, when I got into my cleaning rage, for some reason, I was like, you know what? This is a Lewis Capaldi day for me. Like I need some Lewis, get in here. So I was just listening, singing with Lewis, hanging out with him. And I went to the other room and my husband is like, babe, are you okay? He's like, I hear Lewis Capaldi. And they're like, are you all right? He knows that if he hears Lewis Capaldi coming from my corner of the room, that he needs to check in on me because... I only listened to him in in emotional, fragile times. So I just thought that was so funny. I tell you this because in the song, Before You Go, he actually wrote this song about his aunt who committed suicide. So the song really is about that experience. And from what I was reading, I just did a little reading about it. This was his mom's sister that committed suicide when he was pretty young. And so when he wrote this song, he had like been having a conversation with his mom you know, about her experience and some of her feelings. And then he wrote this song. But when I was listening to this the other day, the line, and it always uh, just like catches me, always hits me in the chorus that says, it kills me how your mind can make you feel so worthless. (sighs) Right? And here's the thing, you guys, mental illness is just a B word. It's so, so difficult, so challenging, so real so debilitating i've been working really closely with a family member who is struggling so hard with mental illness right now and it it's been so devastating to watch and it's been so challenging to try to figure out and just all the ups and downs that come with it but obviously mental illnesses and those chemical imbalances in our brain literally do they they make it impossible sometimes if they're not paid attention to, right? Like if we don't address mental illness or if we don't take care of it, oftentimes it can totally just drive you to take your own life. Like you feel like that is the best option. But I just keep thinking about that line, like it kills me how your mind can make you feel so worthless. And I think that our minds do that for all of us. All of us at one point or another have totally experienced this. And I think even on the day today. We have thoughts and doubts about ourselves and how we're not good enough. And it's just kind of automatic, like when something happens or something doesn't go our way or someone says something that even if it's not their intention to hurt us, we tend to jump right to doubt and we tend to jump right to the belief that somehow we aren't good enough. Hence, this thing is happening in cases of mental illness. Essentially, you know, your mind 
making you feel so worthless causes really horrible, horrible things and outcomes to happen sometimes. I wish I had something really beautiful and flowery to say. My heart is just full. My heart is hurting. And I just want to say to anyone that has experienced the loss of a loved one to death by suicide that I'm so sorry. And it's such a complex and challenging thing. And I don't think we ever heal completely from that loss. And I remember at Logan's funeral, one of the men that was talking, he said, you know, events like this, death by suicide, will always inevitably bring up so many questions. And I remember him saying, there are questions that are productive and there are questions that are not. And that just has always kind of stuck with me. You can make yourself crazy by thinking of all the things. But another thing that always stands out to me too is a few months after Logan's death, I was talking to his wife. And so Logan died in September, and I think this was the following March. And I I wasn't super close to her. I didn't know her very well. And she had come to visit, and we lived in a tiny apartment at the time. And Devin and his brother were playing video games or something, and we just wanted somewhere quiet to talk. So we were literally sitting on my dryer in a very tiny closet. And I just said, Kayla, can I ask you some things? Like, I just am struggling with this aspect. And I was just like, I just, I don't understand how you're not angry. And I was just sharing with her about how I was so angry. I was so mad that Logan would do this, that he would leave, that he would leave her, that he would leave our family. And I've just, I was so mad at him. And she just looked at me and she said, oh, Heather, like I've never felt anger. And that stunned me. It was hard for me to understand, like, When I say hard to understand, really, I was just in awe at the grace and strength in this woman. And I said, please expound. And she said, you know, Heather, you know how your dad died last year from cancer? I said, well, yeah. She's like, in my mind, this isn't really very different. Logan was sick. You know, he was suffering. He had a very serious illness and it took his life. And after hearing it framed that way, it really helped me to let go of my anger. And I think it opened me up to a whole other side and it gave me the ability to feel so much more compassion and understanding for the situation. Because obviously when someone takes their own life, it's literally because they feel like that is the best option, that there's not another option, that things would be better for them, for those that they love if they were gone. And so clearly for someone to do that, they have to be in a very ill state. I share that and I also just want to share if you, if you are struggling with these thoughts of worthlessness, if you are struggling with thinking that your life or the people that you love their life would be better if you were not in it, I really, really plead with you to get help, to reach out to someone, anyone, and tell them the truth of what you are thinking and how you are feeling. I take a suicide prevention class every year and that's something that's continually brought up. Sometimes we think, like if someone is struggling with suicide and we maybe think that, hey, that that might be going on or someone might be thinking about it, we think that it'd be more dangerous to confront them and that's actually totally the opposite. You could save someone's life by confronting them, obviously with kindness and compassion, being like, hey, like, are you thinking 
of taking your life, like actually asking the question and then continuing in the conversation, you know, with if they say yes, then you are supposed to ask, okay, like, do you have a plan? What is your plan? Getting them to talk about it. I just want to say that I know that mental illness is so real and that so many of us, our mental health is really struggling and there's so many ways to get help, but I also know that it's really hard to get help. Unfortunately, I've seen that in the last couple months, just kind of the system and how it goes and the, the hoops that you have to jump through. But if nothing else, find someone that you can reach out to that you feel comfortable talking to. Maybe that's a friend, maybe it's a sibling, maybe it's an old teacher. But then also know that there are medical health professionals, right? A therapist, a psychiatrist, a counselor. Don't isolate yourself. And I just, I do, I keep thinking of that line in the song. Your mind can make you feel so worthless and it can. And I think every person has experienced that. But also sometimes mental illness, you don't have the ability to recognize that that's happening. But when you can, when you do recognize that it's happening, I want to invite you to do something about it. You don't have to settle for feeling worthless and you don't have to settle for feeling like you're not good enough. There's so many resources. Come talk to me for heaven's sakes. My door is always open. My light is always on. Your mind is a huge organ that we have to take care of and we have to try to keep healthy and to pay attention to because we can think some really scary things that can allow us to feel so horrible and then we take actions from that place that are not the things that we actually want to be doing. So I just wanted to to put that out there and share that message today and I think there's every reason to be hopeful because help and hope is available and even if it's a hard, long, discouraging journey with a lot of ups and downs, I think that it's worth it to keep fighting and to keep finding a way to get to health and to get feeling better and to get to a version of yourself where you can love you. And when your mind does make you feel worthless, you can talk back to it and you have some tools and some skills to know how to deal and how to cope with that instead of just accepting it as truth. Because the truth is everyone is worthy, 100% worthy. And if we don't take a stand and fight to combat all of the things that will try to attack our mental health, our mental health will be in the toilet. There's so many things all the time that are attacking our worth via our minds, how we how we think and feel about ourselves and our lives. And so I think just like we go to the gym or we try to eat healthy or we pray or we try to nourish our relationships, we have to take care of our brains. We have to take care of our mind and be aware of what we're thinking and just be honest with where we are in our mental health. Do we need professional help? Or is it something we feel like we can just talk to a friend about? Do we need to work with a coach or a counselor or someone? And I really do think that every single person on the planet does. Yes, I think it just depends on the degree, right? For some people, it's like you do need medication and a therapist and a psychiatrist. You, you need a whole care team to help you get your mental health in a healthy state. And for other people, it is just working with a coach or learning some tools and coping skills to help you combat all of those negative thoughts. But just know that there's totally something available and something for you and our mental health and caring for it matters so, so much. And there's always a way to 
to make your mental health a little bit better. And I think that's something that we've just got to have on our radar and take seriously. If you are struggling or feel alone or feel like you need help and you don't have anyone to turn to, please turn to me. I would love to help you find help and get on the road to taking care of your mental health because it's a big deal. Everyone has mental health. I think that's the other thing. Obviously, not everyone has mental health illness, but we all have mental health. Just as we care for our body, you have to care for your mind. Your mind is a huge organ that we have to take care of. And I think Satan is really good at attacking it. And then we have these phones that we are literally so attached to. And we're seeing so many messages every day that, again, attack our mental health. So... I guess this really is just an announcement to tap into yourself, to put your damn phone down and check in with you. Are you okay? How are you for real? What do you think about yourself? What do you think about your life? How are you feeling? What emotions are you experiencing? What do you want to do? Do you want to run away? Do you need help? Are you afraid? Like, really, please just check in on your mental health, see how you're doing, and then reach out, reach out for help or reach up for the support that you need to continue to care for how you think and feel about yourself in your life because it matters so much and I think it's just constantly under attack. So that's the message I want to share with y'all today, my friends. I love you. I care about you and the people that you love and care about. Being a human is hard and we all just need grace and we all need love. We all need kindness. And I think we need to check in on each other and ask the hard questions. That's it. All right, my friends, have a beautiful day and we'll talk to you next time. Take care.